You're listening to Telling the Truth from Triple T Christian Youth Ministries, telling the truth to and through teenagers. Here is Triple T founder and president, George Dooms. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Genesis 10.1, New King James Version says, Now this is the genealogy of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And sons were born to them after the flood. As the chapter continues, so does the detail of the sons of Noah and his sons. We find that God has a perfect plan for everybody, and he has set out for each one of us what he would like for us to do to glorify him. First of all, we need to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, and soul. And as we do this, we have then the privilege of sharing our faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God the Son, with people who need to know him. Will you consistently fellowship with other believers? We need to pray together for those who don't know the Lord. We need to read God's Word, do what the Bible says, and then in a constant attitude of prayer, be making ourselves available to the Lord to reach out to those people who need to know Him. Are you ready to serve Him with all of your heart, soul, and mind? I hope you are, because if you will, wonderful things can happen, and you can be used of God to impact a lot of people for Jesus' sake. It is possible, you know, for you to be used of God this very day to reach somebody who needs Him. The genealogy of Noah and his sons continues in Genesis 10-2, New King James. The sons of Japheth were Gomer, Amagag, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshesh, and Teres. We find that a lot of things are going to happen. These boys are going to have their own families, and reproduction is going to continue on planet Earth. God is going to replenish the Earth through Noah and his sons and their sons. God wants you and me to replenish the Earth with those folk who don't know Jesus, who can become his children, his followers, born again into God's forever family. It happens when you and I have the privilege of sharing the gospel, telling people how they too can know they are headed for heaven. God has a plan for you and people that you can reach that nobody can reach quite the way you can reach them. Will you be available to the Lord? Will you look into His Word? Will you let Him speak to your heart of hearts? Will you fellowship with other believers in prayer concerning yourselves and for those folk who need Him? Read God's Word and heed God's Word. God's work is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. Use it. God's divine design for Noah and his sons was to replenish the earth after the flood. Listen to Genesis 10.6, New King James. The sons of Ham were Cush, Miriam, Put, and Canaan. There we have more of the offspring of Noah's sons ready to do what God had ordained them to do. You and I also have an opportunity to serve the Lord. We need to know Him intimately, so much so that we are in love with Him to the degree that we won't let other people miss the opportunity of hearing about Jesus Christ and what He has done, His death, His burial, His resurrection, and His offer of eternal life to everyone who will trust in Him. Are you praying with other believers for those folk who don't know the Lord? Are you concisely, consistently sharing God's plan of salvation with people? Are you memorizing God's Word? Are you listening to what His Word has to say to you? 
Are you willing to go into your world with God's glorious gospel? Are you willing to prayerfully, carefully move out to people who need the Lord Jesus? There's somebody there waiting, waiting for you to tell them how to get to heaven. Will you do that today? God is continuing to let us know what happened, what sons were born to the sons of Noah. Genesis 10.22, New King James Version. The sons of Shem were Elam, Asher, Arphaxad, Lud, and Aram. Boys that would become men, men that would marry, families that would have children, so the earth would be replenished because God cares. After the flood, he arranged it so that Noah and his sons would be the ones that God would use to keep things moving on earth. God has a plan, as I have shared so many times, for everyone who believes on Christ. Dawson Trotman, founder of the Navigators, said, We are born to reproduce, spiritually speaking, and we are to do it consistently. There are people that you know that I will never know. There are people that I know that you will never know. But if you will reach the one next to you, and I will reach the one next to me, at no time at all, we will tell them all. Tell them, tell them, one by one. It becomes our lot in life, as believers in Christ, to share our faith and reproduce more Christians. The tenth chapter of Genesis gives us the story of Noah's sons and what God had planned for them. Listen to the wrap-up verse of the 10th chapter of Genesis, verse 32, New King James says, These were the families of the sons of Noah, according to their generations, in their nations, and from these the nations were divided on the earth after the flood. So there you have it, that the world was going to continue that God was going to allow people to be born, to marry, to give birth to others, and on and on until it comes to our time. But being born is only the prerequisite to being born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. If you are going to be with him forever, that's the way it happens. But not only to be born again, but we are also to help others be born again. How? By learning God's plan of salvation. By putting in our hearts verses like Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23, John 3.16, Romans 10.9 and 10. By memorizing God's word and being able to share it at a moment's notice. People are waiting. They're waiting for you. Will you tell them? You are about to hear a statement that seems just flat and not important, but is of the utmost importance. It is a prelude for something big coming later. Listen to Genesis 11.1, New King James Version. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. When you hear that, you know that, yes, that's true. But why? And what's going to happen? God is going to unveil what's going to happen as we read into that chapter further. Chapter 11, the first book of the Bible, Genesis. God is no respecter of persons, but God does love all of the people on planet Earth. He loves you, and He loves me, and He loves the people that we know, and the people that we are related to, and the people that we have contact with, and the people we could connect with if we would. 
God holds us responsible, as I've shared before, not just for what we do or do not do, but for what we could do, if we would do what we should do. What is it we should do? Share our faith in Jesus Christ. Tell the old, old story. Let people know how to get to heaven. Tell them God's plan of salvation. Hide it in our hearts at a moment's notice so we can expose it to people who need the Lord. Noah's sons had married, and they had fathered other sons. Their wonderful wives were ready to do God's bidding. Now, here is their story. Listen. Genesis 11.2, New King James Version says, And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Everything seems fine so far, but we find that when there is idleness, something needs to happen quickly to divert our attention toward God and away from ourselves. God loves you. He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. God wants to use you and me to let other people know how they, too, can live forever. Do you know Jesus Christ personally? If you do, are you reading God's Word? And are you fellowshipping with other believers? And are you prayerfully reaching out to those people who don't know Christ, but who could if someone would tell them? Will you be the teller of the truth today? It's up to you. God has given you this wonderful moment to live, to go with His gospel. Every Saturday at 7.27 p.m., you are invited to attend a live youth event at Triple T, 13,000 U.S. 41 North at Boonville near Harmony Road, midway between I-64 and Evansville Regional Airport. Every first Saturday, a Good News Club for those in 1st through 5th grades is available in a separate area. For more information, call 812-867-2418 or visit www.tripletchristianyouth.org. You have a divine destiny. Have you discovered yours? You can. How? Well, first of all, by taking a self-examination. Who are you? Where'd you come from? What's your home like? Who lives in your house? What's going on? Listen to what God has provided. We call it the unspeakable gift. From a human point of view, Jesus' death on the cross was simply like the death of any criminal. Arrest, trial, sentencing, scourging, suffering, and death on the cross. For six hours, Jesus hung on the cross. The first three hours, he experienced final rejection of hateful men. Luke 23, 35-38, New King James says, And the people stood looking on, but even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. An inscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. That was the human vantage point. 
People were looking on, and it was just another man who had been put on a cross to die. But from God's point of view, everything was totally, totally different. The cross is the profound act of sacrifice, an unspeakable love. The last three hours on the cross, Jesus hung in darkness. He experienced desolation. Matthew 27, verses 45 and 46, New King James. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 27, verses 50 to 51, says, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split. The holiness of God was revealed, was shown. Sin must be paid for. Jesus personally paid the price for your sins and my sins and the sins of everybody who has ever lived on planet Earth. Let's look at the cross again, and let's look at what happened. Jesus cried out again with a loud voice. The Bible says he cried, It is finished. And when he did, he bowed his head and died. Jesus was in charge of his faculties. Jesus died for our sins. Yes, they nailed him to the cross. They thrust the cross into the ground, and the blood spurted, and the flesh ripped. And Jesus was in agony. But Jesus Christ himself gave his life for you and for me. He became the sin sacrifice. Nobody killed Jesus. They attempted to. They did all that it would take to remove his life from him. But it was him, Jesus Christ, the sinless Son of God, who lifted his head high and cried with a loud voice, It is finished. We know that he was in charge because death by crucifixion simply saps the life out of people. There was no way that he could have done this with a loud voice had he not been in charge. But he was, and he did it for you and for me. And the veil was torn from the top to the bottom. God took his finger and ripped it in two for you and for me so that no longer did we have to sacrifice bulls and goats and innocent lambs to go to the Holy of Holies. But now it is open because the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, has cleansed us if we have believed on him from all sin. Yes, Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. He was buried and he rose again on the third day, according to the Scriptures. Isaiah 53.5 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. That was the prophecy in the Old Testament that was fulfilled the day that Jesus Christ was nailed to the cross and died for you and for me. Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of John the Baptist. Listen to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 29, 
Again, New King James Version. This was early on in the ministry of Jesus, just before he began to do all the things that he was going to do with the one life that God had entrusted to him. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Christianity doesn't just give a cheap answer to the problem of sin. Christianity is the embodiment of the life, the sinless life, the death, the agonizing death, the burial, the putting Jesus in the tomb, thinking that it would be there, that he would stay. But on the third day, Jesus rose again. Jesus came out very much alive. And he's alive now. And he lives in the heart of every believer on Christ. No, it's not a cheap answer. It's a horribly, horribly difficult thing to realize that Jesus did this because of your sins. He had never, ever sinned once. The temptation had been his direction, but he never gave in. Satan, of course, was gleeful. The death of Christ on the cross must have been satisfying to the devil. Now I've destroyed him. This is the end of God's rule. It was actually the triumph of God over the devil's kingdom and power. You see, God is always, always in charge. Listen to Hebrews 2, 14 and 15, New King James. That through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Again, Satan outwitted himself. The cross that he thought would be his symbol of conquest has become an emblem of hope for lost humanity. Everywhere, all over the world, you see crosses. We had a friend that we made friendship with who was carrying a cross across unfinished I-64 several years ago. His name is Arthur Blessed. And as he came here, he shared Jesus, and we became friends. And he went all kinds of places under all kinds of circumstances, almost into the whole world carrying that cross. And people would see the cross, and they would understand that the cross was the symbol of the death of Jesus Christ. But the cross is empty. Jesus is not on the cross. Jesus is not in the tomb. Jesus is alive and well, and he dwells in the hearts of believers in Christ. It's always a good idea to have a cross available and to explain what the cross is and why the cross was used by God to bring victory over death and sin and Satan himself. Triple T Christian Youth Ministries uses Christian flags, and we endeavor to unfurl those flags because at the top, of the Christian flag over a field of white is a little field of blue and then 
emblazoned on that field of blue is a blood-red cross. The cross of Jesus Christ needs to be unfurled and held high. Jesus said, And I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto me. The death of the cross was predicted by him, and that's why Jesus died. For you and for me, for your sins and for my sins. And because he died, we can live. Not for a moment, but forever. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Are you living for him? Are you telling his story? Are you letting other people know why Jesus Christ really died? Why did he die? Because you and I are sinners. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried and he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. The death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the gospel of Jesus. We need to share that gospel. We need to tell that story. We need to give that message to people so that they can have hope, not just for today, but for all of their tomorrows, for all of eternity. Why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus die? Listen to the Bible. Luke 19.10 says, The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Listen to Matthew 20.28. The Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The purpose of the coming of Jesus Christ was not simply to live and to be an example. By his own testimony, the purpose of his coming was to die. Furthermore, he claimed that by so doing, he would pay the mortal debt of our impossibly bankrupt humanity. The purpose of the coming of Jesus Christ is not found by Bethlehem's manger or by the pool of Siloam. The full reason for the coming of Jesus Christ is only discovered at the foot of the blood-stained hill called Calvary. There took place the ultimate act of all history, the suffering and death of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Dave Brees, in his book, Discover Your Destiny, continues to let us know that Jesus walked among men for 33 spotless years. In all those years, he never thought an evil thought or committed an evil act. He kept the moral law of God perfectly. The scripture says, Describing the example, he said, that he who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. 1 Peter 2, 22 and 23. This is the one who the Bible says is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, as is explained in Hebrews 7.26. In Jesus Christ, the world received its opportunity to behold the towering personality of God. Here was an utterly pure, majestic person who stood above all mankind in his unbending moral perfection. Remembering that the basis of life is moral, we would not expect the God-man necessarily to be the most rich or the most famous but he certainly must be the most good. In fact, he must be 
morally perfect. And that's who Jesus is, the Christ who died for you. We want to share with you what we call God's ABCs. A, admit you've sinned. You have, you know. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6.23. Believe on Christ. Jesus himself said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Called the gospel in a nutshell, John 3.16. Next, and finally, confess Christ publicly. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10, 9 and 10, New King James. When you turn to the Lord Jesus Christ from your sins and believe on him, receiving God's gift of eternal life through Jesus, you have four opportunities, privileges, and responsibilities. As a believer, you can pray any time, any place. When you pray in Jesus' name, God the Father hears you. You can find answers to problems of all kinds and direction for all of your tomorrows by reading the Bible and responding to the messages in this holy, inspired, inerrant, changeless Word of God. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you become a member of God's family, and you can find fellowship with other Christians by getting involved in a Bible-believing church, Sunday school, youth group. The greatest way to grow in Christ is to share your faith in Him with your family and with your friends. We would like to send you free for just your asking a copy of the New King James Bible with the special Triple T cover on it. And all you have to do to get yours is to write TTT Christian Youth Ministries, 13,000, that's 13000, U.S. Highway 41 North, Evansville, Indiana, 47725. That address again. TTT Christian Youth Ministries, 13,000, that's 13000, U.S. Highway 41 North, Evansville, Indiana, 47725. Check the web, tttchristianyouth.org. We want you to have your copy of the New King James Total Bible, and it's free for the asking. Just write to us. You want to slip something inside to help the ministry move out, to reach other people? Great, you can do that. When you invest your time and your talent and your treasure, Christ through you can change the world. Every Saturday at 7.27 p.m., you are invited to attend a live youth event at Triple T, 13,000 U.S. 41 North at Boonville near Harmony Road, midway between I-64 and Evansville Regional Airport. Every first Saturday, a Good News Club for those in first through fifth grades is available in a separate area. For more information, call 812-867-2418 or visit www.tripletchristianyouth.org. For your free copy of the Telling the Truth newsletter, call 812-867-2418, 812-867-2418, or write Triple T, 13,000 U.S. 41 North, Evansville, Indiana, 47725. Tune in to Telling the Truth next week at this same time on this same station.